Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. All right. Hang, you're, hang, hang on. Shh, you shh, over there. Happy motherfucking Friday! Don't you shush me. Yeah, well, you were, you were, you know, it's time. It's Friday. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Happy Friday the 13th. Dave Blizzard joins us. We're so lucky. Uh, Dave, are you a superstitious fella at all? Mm, no, not not particularly. You ever gone to Port Dover on Friday the 13th? Yes, I've actually hosted events <laughs> in Port Dover on Friday the 13th, and it is uh, it's a scene, man. It's a scene. It certainly is. It certainly is. What do you mean by it's a scene? Explain further, because I've never, I've never been a part of that. Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, the biker rallies. Careful. Uh, well, sorry, the uh, um, motorcycle enthusiasts rallies. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a rally. I would call it a peaceful and friendly and polite and uh, uh, just a nice gathering. Of, of good people. people. Of wonderful people. Yeah. Yep. No, to be quite honest, I mean, I'm kidding, but uh, it's always fun. It's it's always been a, a good experience when I've been there. Um, and it, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how much people put into their bikes. Because I'm not a motorcycle guy, so I look at it and I'm like, wow, I wonder how much that costs you to do all of that yes. stuff to that motorcycle. Yeah, That's, I would also have no idea how much that kind yeah, of stuff costs. Yeah, uh, and it's funny to see the uh, the elitism in the motorcycle world, too, where, it, you know, somebody's got like a, what they call a crotch rocket, one of the small little ying, ying, ying kind of motorcycles. Uh, when somebody rides by on one of those like big fat boy Harleys that have the, the huge overhead handlebars that come down, they kind of just look at them like, yeah, that's not a motorcycle, son. That's, <laughs> that's a cute. dirt bike. It's cute. <laughs> uh, have fun if you're going. And as always, Friday the 13th, there's a lot more motorcycles on the road. So if you are in a car or a truck, please drive slowly around those bikes and give them lots of room and uh, let's everybody be safe out there. I don't like that Friday the 13th is a superstitious day because we love Fridays. I know. Fridays are great. No Friday mm. should be superstitious. I think Monday the 13th is the day that we should be weary of because Mondays Fuck are usually Monday. pretty crappy. And, yeah. and the 13th, if we're going to say that that's, that that's uh, superstitiously a bad day, then Monday the 13th is the day that we should all be looking out for. Um. I don't disagree with you. If we could change it, that'd be fine. Friday the 13th doesn't happen, obviously, every month. But when it does, it always creates some conversation. Um, I I do want to point something out here quickly before we get into all the astounding content to wow you. Uh, This Sunday is a very important day for many, many, many reasons. Happy first wedding anniversary, Dave. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) (laughs) You better start shopping, asshole. You knew. What uh, What are your plans? Uh, you know, it's funny. We, we talked about going away for the night, uh, but then we decided not to because uh, we just moved into a place that we quite like and thought, let's just stay here. Well, yes. Why are we going to go there? Yeah. What's the point? So we're, we're going to do um, just an at-home kind of a nice day and looks like the weather will be great and we're just going to just enjoy each other's company. Skinny dip and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, lay yeah. out. Yeah, Sunbathe in the nude. Have yeah, I skinny dipped? Is that the yeah, question? Yeah, you will. Yeah. Have you and your girl, you and your wife gone skinny dipping? No. Really? No. I don't know. It, it's not for me. Is there people looking into your backyard, like the neighbors with their upper floor? Can they see in? Oh, they absolutely can. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily, well, maybe I am a little worried about that, but um, no, just in general, I, I, it's just, like, what do you I mean it's not for you? Like, like what part of it? Yeah, what, what am I doing in there? Like, I mean, it's chlorine water. Feeling free. And, okay. But when you're naked, the, you know, the next step is not something I'm going to do in the pool. 
So for me, it's just, it's I don't find it romantic. I don't know. It's it used to be this whole thing where like skinny dipping was like a ooh look at us we're so bad right. let's run to the water and and you know take our clothes off and jump in. I, I just, uh, just don't need it. I don't know. Okay, not, not my right. thing. Okay. Maybe that makes me non romantic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's what she's well, looking for 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 the for this anniversary. Is anniversary one the skinny dip? That's the skinny dip. Yes. yes. Paper and the skinny dip. It's paper and the skinny dip. Okay. It supersedes all gifts you could possibly give. So just tell her, hey, here you go. Here's oh. my pecker and we're going in the pool. It's the, <laughs> Here's it's, my pecker. Scrub-a-dub-dub. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm going to lay on a floaty, um, you know, the water's no. not helpful. You, you don't skinny dip with a fucking floaty. You're supposed to keep everything under the water. It's true. Yeah, but well, for what? For what purpose? <laughs> you can only see it up what, close. It up it's kind of nice. Water? Like a shark fin? Uh, yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get caught in the jet, <laughs> end up in the skimmer. Like, no, I don't need any of that trouble. <laughs> Imagine calling the fire department for that. But Dick <laughs> got stuck in the skimmer. Pinched it in the ladder. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, you know what happens with the pool and, and what happens to the male genitalia in a pool? It's not, uh, it's not the most flattering situation to be in. You're referring to shrinkage. Yeah, yeah. So buy a heater then. Fuck. It shouldn't be that cold. It's cold enough. It's, not, it's colder than the, the air. Or if you get out of the water and the air is a little bit crisp, if you're going for an evening skinny dip, then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm sorry that the first anniversary gift's a little underwhelming right now. Can you give me about 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell her to warm it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need. I need you to w- use your hand warmers and just, and just get out. You know, you know, you crack the little package in the emergency kit, yeah, yeah. warm your hands. Like, yeah, just wrap it around one of those. There ah, you go. Yeah. Well, not only is Sunday, Dave, your first wedding anniversary, it is also my late grandparents' wedding anniversary, and it's Cat and I's anniversary. Oh, wow. Cat and I did our very first morning show together on August the 15th. 2012? Yeah, nine years. Thank you. I you, I needed that reminder, too. What you forgot s- our anniversary? <laughs> That's what horrible. the fuck? Am I the only one in this partnership? I used to be the one that always reminded you, like, guess who's coming up? Yes, that's right. Nine years on the radio together as of Sunday. Wow. Wow. That means it's been 10 years since Dave and I were on the radio together. <laughs> that's right. That's correct, yeah. And here we are now, all these years later. <laughs> it's wild how this business works. Yeah. Uh, guys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First off, I want to play something for you that's making the rounds on Instagram. It's a video that a man shot, and it, it talks about a subject that a lot of people are discussing right now. Vaccinations. Listen to this guy and tell me if he's got a point. How you doing? I just got a quick question about this whole COVID not getting vaccinated and running to the fucking hospital once you get the virus fucking deal. Because this shit is out of fucking control, all right? And I'm going to give you a quick story on why I think it's out of fucking control. Last week, I had to bring my wife into the hospital. She has stage four breast cancer. She was dealing with some symptoms, and I had to bring her in to get some fluid drained. She was having some pain, blah, blah, blah. She was in there for two days. On the third day, she honestly should have stayed one, one more day, maybe two more days, okay? But on the third day, instead of draining her fluid and what they wanted to do, they had to dis- they told us that she had to be discharged because they had no room left in the hospital because of COVID. Here's my question. Why 99% of everybody that's in the hospital with COVID right now is unvaccinated, okay? 
Hey, folks, if you really fucking believe that COVID's not real and you really believe that's not a big deal and you really believe that we don't that you don't need to get the vaccine, that is your fucking right. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you about that. What I am going to argue with about is you running to the fucking hospital once you get the virus. If you don't trust the medical field to prevent you from getting it, why do you trust them to cure you from it? Why do you run to the fucking hospital? If you really believe that COVID's not a big deal and it's not this, that, the other, and you don't get the vaccine because of, stick to your fucking guns and keep your motherfucking ass at home. Stop running to the hospital, putting everybody else at fucking risk, and in turn, the collateral damages. People like my wife who actually need medical fucking help for a chronic fucking di disease get kicked out of the hospital because your dumb ass is too stupid to go get a fucking va vaccine shot. Keep your ass at home. If you really believe COVID's not a big deal, prove it. Wow. Well, that's the husband of a man, or sorry, that is the husband of a woman with stage four breast cancer who got kicked out of the hospital probably sooner than she should because she wasn't an emergency. The COVID patients were an emergency. Is there anything to that? I mean, we can't, as a country, say we're refusing health care to people who didn't get vaccinated. We can't do that. We would never do that. We have a health care system in this country that offers treatment to everybody. But should those people who refuse to get vaccinated, if they catch COVID, voluntarily stay home? That's what he's asking for. Mm. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it, too. And, and assuming by his accent, he is uh, an American. He uh, certainly is. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> or you got to pay for your health care. Yes. For the, for the, there's a big price tag that comes along with that, too. So give this poor guy a break with all the stress that he's got to deal with, with his wife dealing with, with four, uh, stage four cancer. Like that is, that's intense to deal with to begin with. And then to be told that you, you don't have the room in the hospital for her anymore because you've got to deal with COVID patients. And again, it's the unvaccinated in that particular case. So I, I think there is a point to be made there. I mean, he made it pretty directly, but I think there's a point there. I think there's a very solid point. If you don't believe that it's real or you don't believe it's severe or you don't believe it's a big deal, um, I don't like the idea that there has to be a, well, we told you so kind of thing, but mm -hmm. it seems like there has to be because it's, yes, you have every right to not be vaccinated. Like the guy said in his video, you have every right to do that. But the same point, if you don't believe it's a big deal, if you think it's just a flu, if you think it's not going to be a big deal to you and, and you're going to survive it just perfectly fine, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to ask the questions when you start having really bad breathing problems and you, you can't, you're getting worse. And all of a sudden you need to be hospitalized. Do any of those people say I was completely wrong or do they say, eh, I'm just one of the very, very, very few that, that ended up with uh, severe symptoms and so be it. Uh, actually, a, a friend of mine is a paramedic in Peel region and he's told me that at least twice that I know of, he has been in the ambulance, lights and sirens, rushing somebody to the hospital. They were asking for the vaccine. They were unvaccinated. They said, just give me the vaccine. I'll take the vaccine. But at that point, it's too late. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if that's where you get your second thoughts from. The thing is, and, and part of me is conflicted on this, because while I do agree with him, nobody should be refused the medical treatment they need, particularly when they've got stage four cancer, for God's sake. But there's a lot of things that we do voluntarily that put us in need of medical treatment. Uh, I'm thinking about the people that smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you inevitably mm -hmm. or eventually or probably end up with a cancer of some sort from having smoked all those cigarettes over the years, should we be kicking somebody else out of the hospital to treat your ass? You knew smoking uh -huh. was dangerous, and you did it anyway. 
Yeah, I've Smoking's this- a little different as it is an addiction. I believe it's an addiction anyway, but uh, whereas COVID is not an addiction. But still, I mean, the premise is the same, right? Yeah. No, people see them as choices and, and instead, of, instead of something like an addiction. But it's like, where do you, it's true, where do you draw the line, though? How, when are, who are you to have the power to say, smoker, cancer, sorry, you're back of the line or yeah. whatever. It's, yep. That's a tough decision to make. And how many people are you pissing off along, along the way, right? Yep, for sure. Uh, guys, there's one more thing I want to play for you, and it's almost poetic. It's almost enough to lend a credible piece of evidence to my ongoing theory that sports are scripted. So an opportunity for the Yankees to be just one behind the Red Sox as they try to beat the White Sox. Anderson. Field of Dreams game last night was so (laughs) fucking cool to see. Wasn't it awesome? It was amazing. It was, okay, I didn't even watch the game part. Yeah. I watched the intro and my life was made when I saw Kevin Costner. It was a long time ago, that movie, but I do remember seeing it. It's not even like it's a favorite of mine. Field of Dreams is not like on my list of like must see movies necessarily for me personally, but I love Kevin Costner and I do remember watching it and the way that they came out, the cornfield yeah. and the dramatic speech he gave as if he was acting in a movie. I was like, I loved it and I want to see more of that. 30 years ago. On the other side of that corn, we filmed a movie that stood the test of time. Thanks to that enduring impact that that little movie had, it's allowed us to come here again. But now we're on a field that Major League Baseball made. It's perfect. We've kept our promise. Major League Baseball has kept its promise. The dream's still alive. There's probably just one question to answer. Is this heaven? I don't think I heard you. Is this heaven? Yes, it is. Is I this would, heaven? It's, I can't hear you. Is this heaven? Yeah, like, you're just like, yes. God damn it, it is. Yes, yes it, it is heaven. Fuck heaven. I, I loved everything about that. I love the dramatics of it. I want to see more of, like, let's see more movies in front of games. I like it. Every sport. All of them. Bring it on. More Kevin Costners and shit. We need some get any, Russell Crowe out there. Are you not entertained? <laughs> get in any given Sunday movie uh, yes. for, for an NFL game, something like yes. that. Yeah. I love that. I, I mean, I, I was shocked this morning like i could have fallen over when cat announced on our fm radio show that kevin costner is 66 years old oh dude looks great by the way he sure as shit doesn't look 66 i don't know what kind of water he's drinking to prevent him from aging but dave that's what should be in your pool when you go skinny dipping that's because that shit's effective makes everything young again yeah really him and paul rudd seem to be uh on the same diet they just don't age right no he looks fantastic um The NHL sort of reinvented professional sports when they introduced the outdoor game. And I think people thought this is as good as it gets. Then baseball's like, hold my beer. We're doing a Field of Dreams game. I don't know how you top that because I think that Field of Dreams game was much more interesting to watch than the outdoor classic that they do for the hockey. Well, I think the first one was super intriguing and interesting, but now that they do multiple ones every year, it's just become part of the part of the thing, mm-hmm. right? With the NHL, the uh, the game itself, the layout with the cornfield in the background, and when they when they did the big overhead views, and you're just like, it legitimately is in the middle of a cornfield. Like yeah. this is wild. Like it just the stadium looked awesome. 
Like it looked really cool. The the bait, the diamond itself looked ma- magnificent. Like really, really great job. And kudos to them on the broadcast for making it look so special and and a big deal. It must be hard for the players through all of that because there's so much to it. And then when Anderson hits that game winning home run into the cornfield, I know where you're going with this, Scott. <laughs> You Come believe- on, tell me that wasn't a made-for-TV home run. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I said it last night. I tweeted this out, uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a wrestling term, but I said sports is a work, brother. Like, there used to be all these, <laughs> yep. old, there used to be all these old wrestling guys that used to say, oh, brother, baseball's a work. Like, it's, it's not real. It's all scripted. The whole thing's scripted. And, and that's kind of what I, what I saw when I saw the home so run. I was like, oh, this is a work. Thing? I didn't. No, I didn't. But, but I could see the people like Scott having so much ammunition today to say, Come on, could you have written a better finale? And, and I'll tell you what, I think that's why sports is the ultimate reality TV. Because yeah. when those moments happen, they become iconic, right? And if they don't happen, then it's not. It's just another game. But that was, that was unbelievable. Going over Aaron Judge's head, and it's out in a right field, and into the corner, the ball disappears into the night. You're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, yep. how could it yeah. be any better than that? Like, it just ended so perfectly. The camera was ready for it. The pitch was perfect. Joe it, Buck's call was great. Yes, exactly. Like, don't tell me again that sports is really the battle between two of the best teams. <laughs> it's whatever's going to look better in the ratings. Is That's what sports is in 2021. Well, I think if they're going to do another movie for baseball, I would love to see them do The Sandlot. Uh-huh. Play on a really shitty old neighborhood diamond. That'll really test you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's like concrete and left field for some reason. <laughs> and there's a giant dog on the other side of the fence for any home runs that go over. I say recreate the Sandlot. That's one of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, you know what? If you think about it, I think the players actually wouldn't mind that. Just for a fun thing. I don't know if they'd want it to count toward the season you know like maybe you do that preseason but i think it's fun because you hear a lot from nhl players when they do that outdoor rink thing there's a lot of glitches if you will that come along with it there's Mm -hmm. potholes constantly they gotta refill shit sometimes it's melted but a lot of the times if you ask the nhl players who are playing it what it's like how you feel even though all this shit is going on they say i love it because it reminds me of when i started playing hockey and playing on those outdoor ponds with my friends like it takes them back and it's actually fun for them and it's fun to watch so i bet you when it comes to mlb ask any one of those players and they'd probably be down for that as long as it didn't count because then you run into a lot of asterisks on that right like a shitty field so so should the game have counted last night as a regular season game Sure. Yeah, it's still outdoors, and it was a regulated, you know, MLB size. Everything was to, to standard, to code, whatever you want to call it, yeah. right? So, yes, yeah. I do think so, because you play outdoors in any given day. You know what I appreciated from watching the game? And I don't know if you – it was just such a side thing, but I didn't see any cars. No cars in the parking lot. Like, you know, when they did the overhead view. They made everyone walk there, right? Eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, did, I don't know. Maybe I missed it, which is funny because Geico was the one sponsoring it. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I, maybe I missed it. But I didn't see, like, a parking lot full of cars. So it really honestly truly felt like it was the middle of nowhere and they yeah. all rode in on, like, tractors or something. Someone thought ahead, I bet, because that was part of the, probably part of the whole deal. And, yeah. and the, because it is in the middle of bum nowhere in Iowa there's yeah. people who do live there and you got to be respectful so I bet you they did bus people in they probably had them park at some lot far away and they probably bust everybody to have that look because they knew that overhead look was going to be the one people are talking about well I mean how much fucking corn did we want to rip out of the ground just to play a yeah, one baseball yeah, yeah. game so, so that, I'm sure they had to cut down on some of the ni- uh, niceties yeah probably but that so that area they've always left the field 
as is. It didn't have the wall. It didn't have the stands, like the, all the same thing. It was just a couple of bleacher seats. So people have traveled there and taken pictures while they were there. Like, it's a tourist stop. Right. So now, I mean, does the stadium stay there in some man's cornfield? Or, like, what do you do? Yeah. yeah the farmer's getting fucking mad. Yeah. Are you <laughs> yeah. going to tear this down now or what? Or do oh, you do this every year? They like pl- They paid a pretty penny to host that. I'm not sure if they own it, if they ended up purchasing the land. Yeah. I really didn't see the details. I'd be curious to see that, too. Are they going to keep it and continue mm-hmm. to play Field of Dreams games and make it a regular thing every year? I don't know. Well, whoever owns that clearly is not hurting. Like they're they're going to be just fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Baseball exactly. didn't Major League Baseball didn't rip the guy off. They, you know, they whoever paid it is more than the price of corn. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yes, get in and out real quick, and they won't even notice. And by the way, the corn there must have been goddamn delicious. Oh yeah, do you think that's what they serve? Like instead of hot dogs and shit, they're like come get your corn on the cob, yeah. Well, I would have loved if they had kept like. Is that your New York accent? That's, I know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Was that a New York accent? I don't or was know. that an no, Iowa no, accent? It was, a, it was you... Iowa. Iowa and. <laughs> I was in Iowa. Iowaian. I don't know what you call it. What are they called? Iowans? Iowans. Maybe. It's Iowans. Well, I would love it if they had sold, you know, hot dog and a beer for two bucks. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. But it was probably probably modern prices. 30, yeah, like 30 year ago prices. That would have been cool. But yeah, they wouldn't have made very much money off that. No. (laughs) One thing I do want to mention here, and I haven't researched this, but I think I'm on fairly steady ground when I say I don't think there's a single player in that game last night. That was even alive when Field of Dreams came out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Somebody brought that to my attention this morning. That's Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that many of them were not. Um, did Kevin Costner get paid for that? And if so, how much? Probably. Probably, right? Well, how much money is he going to make from people fucking downloading Field of Dreams this weekend? You know it's going to show up in the top 10 rentals. Yeah, I don't it. know what streaming service it's on. but and, and even the people who went... Kevin Costner forgot about him because he's got Yellowstone, which is a really popular show that he's, he makes like half a million an episode. I don't know if he still films. Is it still, is Yellowstone still happening? Is it still being filmed or did it end? Anyway, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. He stars in a, in a very popular show. It's called Yellowstone. Um, 13 players on the Yankees were born before 1991, but that's not a lot. (laughs) That's not a lot. (laughs) No, a third of the roster. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty wild to think that, that they were able to pull that off. But uh, anyway, it was just really cool to see it. It was just a, uh, what an awesome scene that was. I would love to, that if they did more of stuff like that. And you know, if you're a baseball player professionally, you've seen Field of Dreams a bunch of times. Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, guys, a couple other things I want to get your take on here before we wrap things up for today. The Ontario Superior Court of Justice has certified a class action lawsuit against Uber. This advances a fight to get some Canadian Uber couriers and drivers recognized as employees. The class action argues that Uber couriers should be entitled to minimum wage, vacation pay, sick pay, and other protections because they meet the definition of employee under the Ontario Employment Standards Act. Uber says they've avoided offering drivers and couriers benefits by touting that their work arrangement offers flexibility to drive as much or as little as the drivers want. Is someone who drives an Uber an employee? Hmm. Okay, so I, okay, my first thought on this is if you're talking about someone who drives full-time mm-hmm. and can prove that they are a regular driver, okay, let's talk. But there's a lot of people that just kind of dabble in it, you know, yeah. and is it fair to give them benefits and advantages just for 
hey, I feel like driving tonight because it's literally that simple when you're a, a driver for Uber or Lyft as well, I'm, I'm assuming. When you're available, you're available. When, when you're, you're not, you're not. Exactly. You choose yeah. your own hours. So how is that fair to be like, oh, I choose my own hours. I only work two hours, but check out these benefits or this. Va- I get a vacation day. Like, obviously, they'd have to work it so that you're either a part-time working minimum X hours and you have to prove you can do it. But how do you control that? Right, without creating a shift for them. How do you control? Absolutely, hey, that's right. That's right? what I was going to say. The without, shift is where it comes without in. Without saying, yeah. Dave usually drives five days a week, so we'll just go ahead and assume and give you this benefits package and those vacation days. You can't assume that because if Dave doesn't feel like Uber driving that day, he won't because that's what he's used to doing. So you really do have to come up with shifts. It's going to be like a taxi service where you have a shift, and that's and that's how it works. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... You can drive for multiple driving services. You can. Sure you can. So as an independent contractor, you're not held to you can only drive for Uber or you can only drive for Lyft or whatever it may be. You can actually do both Yeah. or any other driving services. You can do all of those things. So it's an interesting argument. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, It challenges the independent contractor laws and and, um, definitions, really. I don't know. Always trying to challenge the independent contractor laws, I feel like. I feel like this always comes up, and most of the time that comes from somebody getting fucked on tax time. Mm-hmm. You know, they they make all this money from Uber, for example, and then you have to pay tax on that income. And then they start arguing, well, no, my employer didn't deduct it. Okay, well, are you an employee or are you a contractor? Because you get deductions taken off if you're an employee, but not if you're a contractor. In fact, technically, you could even be charging them HST. So, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how it works out. I, I would just say to some of the drivers that really want this, careful what you wish for. I mean, once those deductions start coming off and once you have to start uh, paying CPP and all that other stuff on your Uber salary as well, I don't know if it's going to be as advantageous. And I certainly see the price going up. Yeah, that's always what happens, right? It always gets downloaded to the user. It's going to yeah. cost you more to use it. It's going to cost you more to do any anything with it. I mean, it's... It ends up putting itself in it exactly as he said. It becomes a taxi, yeah. and it's no longer a competitive option. It's now, well, it's just a taxi. I get a kick out of those drivers that are doing all the services at once. They decide they're going to go out driving, and they've got the Uber app open. They've got the DoorDash. They've got the Skip the Dishes. They're doing fucking whatever. One. You're dropping yeah. a, you're dropping a guy off at his destination. Like, can you hang on to this bag of Wendy's though? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to make a pit stop. Spaghettini in here. Just hold that very carefully. <laughs> I'll get you where you're going. Just just hang on. <laughs> don't don't drop this, would you? Have you noticed though on Uber lately, you can pay a premium to be first to get your food delivered because drivers are taking multiple pickups all at once. Ah, that's really the doing that? Yeah, it's bullshit. Total bullshit. I did it. You paid you the premium? It. You paid the premium? I did pay no. the premium. The premium was like $1.50. It wasn't even, and maybe that was just the time that I did it, but I did notice it, and I don't do it often, but I was, it was just the other week we had people over, and we're like, oh, we'll just get something Uber Eats. What Fine. F- what is this, a nightclub where you what? grease the bouncer? Like, wh- Basically. What the hell? Honestly, that's what it is. So wait till Scott tells you his experience, because for me, I was watching the, you know, you can watch them as they drive, right? You can see, I was definitely priority, went right from the place, right it's my favorite my show. Yeah. <laughs> so... Scott will tell you what it's like if you don't click on that button now. Yeah. So I assume you paid your money and you got your food right away, right? Like the way it was even a month ago. You pay your money and they bring you your food? Well, you would assume that it's the the order of orders that come in, right? First, first, second, second, third, third. Yeah. Well, for me, I didn't pay the money because I would hate to pay the money and find out I was their only stop anyway. That would piss me right Mm. off. 
But I was watching on the app because you can track where the driver is. And I got the notification that uh, Samir or whatever his name was picked up my order and I'd ordered some shawarma. So great. I was excited. Looking forward to this. Didn't feel like cooking. Great. He's on his way. Following along, he got to the intersection right near my place. So I decided to get ready for the delivery. I told Google to turn on the outside lights. Good to go. Scott's Started putting on mood music and everything. He's getting kind of, ready for shawarma. Put a nice robe on, getting ready to answer the door. <laughs> yep. Well, hello, Samir. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. He never showed up. No food. What? Well, what? I waited for a few minutes because the only thing that I had to do was just change over some laundry, put it from the washing machine into the dryer. I came back upstairs and I looked out on my porch and the food wasn't there. So I opened up the app again. And sure enough, Samir was on, like, the other side of town. He had two other stops to make before he got to me. But here's the thing. He literally drove past my street to get to the other delivery. It, it was actually out of his way to have to circle back around to deliver my food. I really he hate this. He could have just done it. I Should hate have paid this. the buck 50, cheap ass. Why am I paying a premium to get hot food? I ordered hot food. They're supposed you know to bring it hot. Hey, truth be told, though, the restaurants must not like this. Because if I'm a, I am own a business and you order a fettuccine from me, my fettuccine restaurant, I want it to be delivered the way that it should be. Hot, like served the way that I would in a restaurant, but it's given right to you. Here you go. Here's the order for, uh, for you. But you're going to wait until, because you decide not to do priority, your food is now a little bit colder, maybe not as good as it would have been had you been top priority. And maybe that seems like something small. But for the restaurants, they probably won't like that too much, knowing that the food is taking an extra 15 minutes to get to the person when it should be there earlier. So it's fresh and the way that it's meant to be served. So then they look bad. So then they Mm -hmm. look bad, even though this is strictly a driving service thing. Another thing that restaurants will probably not like about those driving services. And who pockets that money? Is it going to be strictly the driving service? Is it the driver who pockets it? Or does the restaurant get a cut? You know, like there's many questions here. Well, I think that that's going like half to the driver and well, maybe not even half to the driver. I'm sure Uber's taking a good cut of that. And I just don't understand how they can charge you more for something that you paid for. I paid for them to deliver my food and you expect it in a timely fashion. It's not the restaurant's fault, but it's the restaurant who's going to get the shitty reviews. Here's the deal. You ordered some barbecue ribs and you paid for them, which we appreciate. But if you really want them, pay a little extra. Uh-huh. Yeah, You'll get what you what you ordered when you get it. But if you pay a little extra, you'll get it when we can get it to you as fast as possible. And for now, it's only like one or two bucks. Like, that's at least what I saw. I don't know about you, Scott, if you saw the price. Like, for me, it was Mine was $4. That's what I'm wondering okay. is it all depends. Yeah. I think it depends. Sounds like it's the restaurants. A, 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 restaurants. B, time you order. If mm-hmm. it's a busy, if it's a Friday night at 8 p.m., they're probably busy as shit. So you're going to be paying, if you want them to go right to your house, seven bucks extra, maybe, let's just say. So y- y- that's... Yeah, that makes you a little less likely maybe to order more often. Doesn't it, Scott? Or I mean, you order you order through those apps more often than me. Yeah, and I go back and forth between Uber and Skip and DoorDash. Some of them have different offers or promotions right. on their specific app, and I, I take advantage of those. If I can uh, try something new and save a little bit of money, I'm good with it. I might even skip Uber altogether from now on. I'm sure as shit going to cancel that uber plus or whatever nine dollars a month i pay to save the delivery fees not if they're going to charge me more just to get it hot wow. like i said this fucking guy had to drive by my house to ignore me because i didn't pay four dollars what are you holding my my shawarma hostage 
God damn it. Just drop it off. Throw it like a newspaper. I'll catch it. <laughs> there's the other thing you got to consider, too, is that uh, there's certain foods that don't hold well no. when they're held longer. So a shawarma, for example, or a pita. Could you Anything imagine ordering a pita. a pita and you don't pay the premium and then they get to the house and the damn thing's falling apart when you unwrap it? Yeah. Yep. Because it's all, it's all soaked exactly, through right? and you're like, well, wait a second. But if I order ginger chicken uh, from a restaurant and it's in like a nice container, I can go, yeah, uh, that can hold an extra five minutes. Like now do I have to start thinking about how, it, how well it holds? Like yeah. ordering fries, for example, like hot fries are great. Uh, mm-hmm. and when you wait an extra, yes, 50, they are, David. They're wonderful. <laughs> I'm stating the obvious here, but if you wait I an like extra cold fries, personally, <laughs> yeah, I like mine mushy. <laughs> uh, when you wait an extra five, ten, fifteen minutes, some lose the crispness, right. and then all of a sudden, now you've got mushy fries. And is yeah. it because I didn't pay the premium? Yeah, yeah, and see, and then that, like we said, that goes back on the restaurant. The next thing you know, you're giving it a three star out of five review when you would have probably given a four star or five star review. Yeah, that's I don't like it. Sketch, right? Another thing I want to mention here while we're talking food is an interesting option. Is it time in 2021 to normalize alcohol with breakfast? Because IHOP has officially added booze to their breakfast menu. Uh, I don't know. What what drinks are breakfast drinks? Caesars? Mimosas? Nah, I mean, I've got the list here. They say that, and this is mainly a brunch option, but the booze is available for breakfast as well. They've added three different types of draft beer, Bud Light, Blue Moon, and Corona, two champagnes, Barefoot Bubbly Brute and Barefoot Bubbly Chardonnay, and red wine, a Barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon. Our IHOPs 24 hours remind me. Yeah. Okay. In the States, they are, yes. I could see this being like a late night slash early morning, like let's have a nightcap. Otherwise... I'm not. I mean, myself personally, I'm not going there ordering eggs and a glass of vino, please. When you're, you're not, you're not one of the groups of assholes that go to like a Denny's <laughs> after a nightclub, yeah. and, and just trash the place. I'm gonna get 44 pancakes, yeah, yeah. and they're gonna be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> eat like one. I'm fine, and you throw the rest yes, on the floor. Too many pancakes. Why did you bring this to me? Because yeah. uh, you asked for it, ma'am. Yeah. And why is this place <laughs> carpeted? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck wants to drink a Blue Moon Draft while they're eating a plate full of pancakes and syrup? Well, listen, hang on. It's not a place you walk into when you're making healthy choices in the moment. So <laughs> That's fair. I think yeah. you might be surprised at how many people are like, you have this? Fuck it. I'll take a beer. And it's like 7 a.m. Uh, I mean, great for shift workers. I, kn- I get yes. that there's shift workers sure. out there. You finish your day at 5 a.m. and maybe you want a bite to eat and a drink before you have to uh, pack it in and shut her down for the night or the day. But, I mean, for anybody else, it's a weird thing to think, "Ah, I think we'll go to IHOP this weekend for breakfast. You know what? Give me a pint of Bud Light with my French toast. You know, it's Uh, funny you say it like that. I had an old roommate who, you would remember him actually, Robbie Knoxville. Um, Oh, Robbie. Yeah, he would work shifts. And he would do an overnight shift, and on a like, Friday morning, which is now his weekend, I suppose, he would, uh, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, he'd get off, go home, and crack a beer. Yeah. Right. And, and it looked weird, and he even said it felt weird, but really, everything feels weird until you normalize it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, then it's like, eh, that's just whatever, it's just a thing we do. We just have beer with, with our bacon and eggs. Like, he would stop, he would get like a... Like a like a breakfast sandwich from somewhere, like an egg McMuffin or something like that, and then he'd come home and yeah. crack a Molson Canadian and and drink that while he's eating his breakfast sandwich, and it's like it's very strange to me, yeah. but okay, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, well, and that works with his lifestyle. That works with a lot of shift workers' lifestyles. Aside I, from the shift workers, that's where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's an enabler kind yeah, of thing, situation. I don't know if yeah. a good idea. You know, I wouldn't put because I mean, you mentioned a couple of the the more acceptable. We'll go brunch cocktails, the sure. mimosas and the Caesars. Okay, fine, that's one thing. But I'm not having a <laughs> pint at eight a.m. It's not happening. But to each their own. Maybe some this will be a. A new thing that will curb drinking and driving in that area tremendously. An Eggs Benedict goes great with a scotch first thing in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Me personally, I like a nice cab salve with my spicy poblano omelet. Oh, fucking gross. So bad. Ketchup and Cabernet. Yeah. There's nothing like that combo. It's a, it's a beautiful thing where you can get up and make yourself a Mexican omelet. You have the salsa. It's all beautifully cut and prepared. There's cilantro in there. And then you also grab a shot of Cuervo. <laughs> Perfect. And you're like, oh, this, this is regrettable. <laughs> Guys, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Happy anniversary to all of us for one anniversary or another. Yes, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you and your wife. Happy anniversary, Scott. <laughs> happy anniversary, Cat. I hope you have a Is great- it really 9 years? It's 9 years, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And let's just say if you're not celebrating an anniversary this weekend, just pick one of those things and celebrate it, too. Celebrate with us. Please, everybody, have a beer at 7 a.m. You know, I would love to see somebody who listens to the podcast, uh, who has a significant other who maybe doesn't listen, and then she goes and, and honey, let's celebrate tonight. Really? Yeah, sure. Sounds like fun. What are we celebrating? It's Dave's wedding anniversary on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> what? That skinny dipping son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he's stuck in the jet right now, isn't he? <laughs> Well, can't, oh, uh, we're not taking Monday off, everybody, so you can stop bitching about it in our DMs. We'll be back on Monday with another edition of After 9. Have a good one. The show Cribs returned to MTV. Yeah. I'm glad the show's back. Before now, the only way to see inside a celebrity's house was by looking at their Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, or Facebook. <laughs> Football season is a few weeks away, but this year they are trying to get rid of all this trash talk. Um, they're going to strictly enforce the league's taunting rules. They want everyone on the field to respect each other. And that is just such a weird message to send to players. Give that guy a concussion, but do it with a smile. Be nice about it. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.